I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. Do you need to wait until your chronic illness is better or less active or in remission before you start working towards your goals, ambitions and dreams? Or can you actually use the process of working towards your goals, ambitions and dreams to support your body and health and chronic illness and to soothe your symptoms? If you've been with me for a while, you'll know it's the latter. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you why that's true what it looks like in practice, and how you can even use the wisdom of your chronic illness to improve your quote-unquote success rate, i.e. whether you achieve those goals, ambitions and dreams, and how it feels along the way, and the tricks that will help you keep the cost of that process below zero, because we hang out at the benefit end of the scale here. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Reframing Chronic Illness podcast with me, Alana Holloway, chronic illness coach, podcaster and writer. This is the place to listen to, think about and question the common narrative that surrounds what a life with chronic illness looks like. Moving away from the fix, reject, fight, resist narrative, you'll find loads of stuff here about how chronic illness can be your guide, ally and superpower. It's my belief that chronic illness can actually be a really valued thing in our lives. 
This podcast and my work as a coach is all about helping you explore that value and purpose and opening yourself up to the idea that working with your chronic illness can lead you towards a more joyful, peaceful, healing and fulfilled life. I'll be honest, and you'll know because I mentioned it in a previous episode, this episode was going to be a run through of real life examples of how you can work towards your goals, dreams and ambitions in a chronic illness informed way. Meaning how your chronic illness can help you to do that. And by the way, listen to this week's bonus episode if you want to know what that means. But when I didn't get any responses and okay, perhaps I didn't make it obvious enough that I was asking for them, the your chronic illness ally launch planning has had my headspace totally. Um, it got me to thinking, why? I remember back to a time when I was still living within what I call the chronic illness struggle. That, yeah, of course, I had a whole bank of dreams and ambitions, which I called and still call the one day file. But if someone were to ask me what they were, I'm not sure how easy I would have found it to answer. I actually don't think this is exclusive to chronic illness either. I think much of the way mainstream life is these days. For the most part, it doesn't really encourage us to dream or think about goals and ambitions. It doesn't give us that space or that time to be very connected with them. I don't know, but remembering back to that time, I can actually think of a set of journaling exercises I did that asked me about ambitions and goals, and I really struggled to answer. I'm thinking about why that could have been, and either I would have been too exhausted, honestly, to sort through everything in that one day file, which inevitably contained a backlog of not so relevant dreams and ambitions with a few relevant ones peppered in. Or, and I think this is probably the biggie, I would have felt embarrassed, right? I would have felt stupid or ridiculous. And I would have actually said those words to myself as well. Because sadly at that time, that's the way I spoke to myself, for even daring to dream or have ambitions. You know, a person like me who couldn't even manage to get their health under control. And I say that with the hugest of quote unquotes. Of course, that is not what people would have been thinking, but it's what I thought they were thinking at the time, saying hello to that low self-esteem. And so maybe I would have kept quiet about them or, you know, given a party line or felt resistance to putting pen to paper and releasing them into the universe, being vulnerable in that way. Now, I appreciate this might not be where you're coming from. You might be really in touch with your goals, dreams and ambitions. But I also appreciate that the state of how in touch you are with those things can change by the week especially when you're living within the chronic illness struggle. Because of the energy dips and the frequency of bouncing from one flare to the next, it just becomes a kind of ask me next week situation, right? Another thing to consider is that when you're living in that fix, resist, fight, reject state, your chronic illness occupies so much of your headspace, both consciously and subconsciously, that feeling better healing or getting rid of chronic illness is your biggest goal and priority, your biggest dream even. 
with everything else falling in line behind that. And there's no judgment on that. It's completely understandable. But I want you to ask yourself, are you happy with that? Would it be a choice that you'd make? It's the whole idea that once your chronic illness is healed, cured, fixed, or generally less, then you get to live. Then you get to dream. Then you get to work towards your goals and ambitions. And I can't say this loudly enough. You get to dream. You get to have ambitions and desires. You get to take steps towards realising them with your chronic illness exactly as it is right now. You could literally pause this podcast right now and take the first step. I'm always saying that you can start feeling better with your chronic illness as it is right now. It's kind of the tagline for your chronic illness ally because not only do you not have to wait for that elusive moment that actually doesn't even exist, there is no moment, there are perhaps a lot of little moments, but often that moment actually doesn't come because you are so used to deferring your happiness, acceptance, compassion and feeling good about yourself because there's always something else you need to start or feel or achieve or do or be first, right? But you also get to use your dreams, your goals and ambitions and the process of going after them to help you feel better, to feel joy and happiness and fulfillment. It is a mutually beneficial win-win partnership. I just want to say that again. Working towards your dreams, goals and ambitions will contribute to you feeling better and to your ability to soothe and calm your chronic illness. Imagine if that was sold to you (laughs) as something to help you heal or cure your chronic illness, right? All the time you're waiting for whatever, whatever it is to happen within your chronic illness before you, you know, the thens and the whens. The world is moving around you and life is happening around you. As a side note, I'm going to share a really like personal story that actually I've not shared before about the moment that that realisation really hit me. I'm sharing it within the waitlist community for your chronic illness ally. And if you've not yet joined the waitlist, A, I would love to welcome you in and B, I'm sharing some exclusive bonus content with the people who sign up. So joining is totally worth it just for that. However it's been communicated or sold, I think it's all wrong. And again, this goes beyond the chronic illness space into every space. You don't need to feel better or any type of way first or before. You allow yourself to feel joy or happiness or gratification or before you allow yourself to go after anything. The very act, the very process, the very journey of going after or working or moving towards that thing or that way of life or the very decision that you get to feel the way you want to feel now, that is, that is the feeling better. Now, of course, maybe because it's me, (laughs) there's a caveat here. 
And it is in the how you move towards your goals, dreams and ambitions or to feeling the way you want to feel that it gets to be the feeling better itself, that it gets to soothe your chronic illness and nourish your body and soul. I was thinking a lot about that common practice, you know, or is it an expectation? I don't know of pushing yourself, right? Emphasis on that pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone of pushing your limits when it comes to working towards goals and ambitions. It's as if that's the only way you'll get to where you want to go or as if it's some kind of race and the harder you push, the quicker you'll get there. You know, that's how success is measured. But let's start asking ourselves whether that's actually necessary. As in, can we work towards our goals and ambitions without pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone? Can we work towards our goals and ambitions in a way that gently stretches and expands and teases out rather than pushes? In a way that includes engaging in a safety and operating from a place of a nourished and unfried nervous system. Remembering to always come back to curiosity about where you are in your chronic illness cycle and as a reflection of that, and other life-related factors, of course, where your nervous system is at and what state you're tending to exist in. Not only that, when thinking about goals and ambitions, tune into how they make you feel and know the difference between scared and anxious and scared and, you know, scared in a kind of, this is a new thing, scared and excited. Those feelings will change depending on where you're coming from within your chronic illness journey and cycle. Because if you are coming from a place of your nervous system being fried, what one day might make you feel scared and excited, another might make you feel scared and anxious. But where you are in that, on that kind of spectrum, on that sliding scale, will be reflected in whether something feels like a push of that comfort zone or a stretch and expansion. Something to be mindful of is that fear, excitement and anxiety are all associated with the sympathetic branch of your nervous system and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone holds you in that branch. Whereas working within that zone of comfort, gently stretching and expanding it means that whilst there's something new, that excitement, that buzz will bring online your sympathetic the sympathetic branch of your nervous system. It also means that you're far more likely to be leaning closer to the parasympathetic end of the spectrum. But let's hop back to the conversation about it being, you know, about the reason behind it being tricky to connect with your goals and ambitions at times. Now that we have more context, Let's look at how we can use this background information to our advantage. Where the conversation we are all used to is very either or, you know, either I'm controlled by chronic illness, which means there is no space to live in the way I want to live or to work towards the things I desire or the feelings that I desire or the beings that I desire. Or I control it, which, by the way, never really happens because When you try to squeeze it into a box and throw away the key, it eventually seeps out. But the idea that if I try to control it or I control it 
and carry on my life, carry on with my life regardless. It's not either or, it's not black and white, it is not binary, it is, you get to have both. You get to live with chronic illness and you get to achieve your dreams, goals and ambitions. I refer to your chronic illness being your superpower and this is where it really gets to come into its own. When you plan your route to your ambition, right, when you have that in your mind's eye and you work out how you're going to get there, when you consider your nervous system, where you are in your chronic illness journey and cycle, when you check in with how that ambition or goal makes you feel, does it make you feel scared, anxious or scared, excited? When you acknowledge your chronic illness at all, you acknowledge its existence rather than trying to push it down and carry on regardless and ask how can you work towards that goal in a way that is most aligned when you check in with whether it's still relevant when you check the fun and joy factor all of that stuff helps you it makes it more likely that you'll actually achieve whatever goal or ambition you're working towards all of that stuff the detail behind your ambition or goal is such a valuable piece in the puzzle of supporting your chronic illness journey because it helps you grow and heal and learn and develop deeper in a way that actually makes a difference in a way that you're able to assimilate and that responds to the call of your chronic illness. And that is why your chronic illness gets to be your superpower. It gets to help you in all of these ways. It gets to be the guide that helps you plot out that journey towards your ambition. So now, when I ask you what your goals, your dreams and ambitions are, how does that land? Before I go, here is one more reminder that the waitlist for your chronic illness ally is now open. You can join by the link in the show notes or by heading to my website, alanaholloway.com, where you can also find out more about what the program is about. Everything I've discussed today is only a smidge of what you get to work through inside your chronic illness ally. The waitlist also grants you early access to sign up as well as well as early bird pricing and exclusive bonus launch events. That's it from me today. Sending you lots of love as always and I'll speak to you soon. Time for me to tell you about my newsletter. It's honestly one of my most favourite things to do within this business. It's a place where you can connect with me more deeply, where you can connect with how chronic illness shows up in your life more deeply. I share a lot of my personal experience um, with life with chronic illness over there. And it's also a place you can find out how you can work with me, what projects I've got going on, um, what programs I'm running, whether I've got one-to-one space, all of that good stuff. Um, you can sign up via the link in show notes or by visiting alanaholloway.com forward slash newsletter.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realise we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, are you more Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.